Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Monet, what did you what did you think of uh, the episode? Like, what's your first overall thought? My overall thought was I really liked this episode. I loved, uh, again, I always love these types of episodes when it's not like an acting challenge or a rusical. But I like when the girls are kind of using their resources that they came into the competition with to make something. And um, this was really fun. It was, I, I think, it decided. What do you mean? Be, their, what do you really mean? Their free. resource they came. What do you mean by their resource they came to the competition with? What is that? What do you mean by that? Like they're like like they're no like yes they have to make over each other but they aren't like they don't have to memorize a script they don't have to learn how to sing they don't have to write a song they just they're doing you know they all came in with these costumes and they're dressing each other and uh, this is the first time yeah. we've seen a makeover challenge where um the queens are doing each other and I have I don't know where before I don't know if it was on my own exposés or whatever I have said this before that I want the queens to make over each other like an All Stars four when our best friends came in. And all of us, and all in All Stars Four, all of us had really close friends that are Drag Race girls. So I always said All Stars Four, they should have brought you in for me. They should have brought Kimchi in for Naomi. They should have brought uh, who else? I don't remember who else was there, but there was someone for everyone. Well, did I tell you? Did I tell you how it worked when they um, when they reached out? So they reached out to me. Did I tell you this? This is a little behind the scenes, actually. So they called me. They were like, Bob, who is Monet's best friend? And I was like, if y'all, I mean, if you want Monet's best friend, you have to bring me in. Like, I'm Monet's best friend. They were like, right. no, 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 no. We mean like someone not a drag, that's not fair because you're a drag queen. I was like, okay, then you need to bring in Kamika. And they were like, oh no, 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 no. Not Kamika. <laughs> who else? And I was like, Patty? <laughs> 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 no, then I said, oh, then I said, well, Alfredo or Patty. And they chose, um, and they chose Alfredo. But, yeah, well, I, I also was thinking that Alfredo, well, I was also saying because Alfredo is closer to your size than Patty is. It'd be oh, like Candy smart. Music and smart. Mick. It'd be like oh, Candy they, Music they, got Mick, girl. They also asked Jay DeFeo to come in for me, too. It worked. So I was like, yeah. honestly, you need to send me or Kamika. Monet will gag. If me or Kamika walk to their fucking front door, Monet will fall over. Okay, but Bob, um, but, but if, they, if if what if, what if they had done draggers girls? Could you imagine that if it was you for me, Kimchi for Naomi, fucking um for Monique, I don't know, Asia O'Hara, that would have been fierce. We would have won. No, I agree. I agree. We would we would have snatched the crawl, Bob. Yeah. Um, okay. But I really, I really, I really enjoyed that. I want to talk real quick about Utica off the top during the fallout. Utica being like, oh my god, it was so much fun to lip sync. It was great, girl. That's what I wrote too. I was like, this bitch is nuttier than a I said not I said not Utica saying it was refreshing to be in the bottom. I was like, 
What a, what a strange person. That's not Luca quite what so she strange. said. That's not that's not quite what she said. One of the other Basically. girls said it was good to be in the bottom, but she was like, it was just a ref- like it was great to get up there and lipstick and show what I can do. And part of me was like, girl, I've lipstick for my life before, and you know, honestly, that's your experience. That shit is was stressful to me. Like yeah, that shit I, was causing me nothing but troubles. I was like, this shit is stressing me the fuck out. Yeah, it was such a weird take. Right, but like, yeah, I just got to do what I can do, and I, could, I was like, no, I wouldn't. I would never. I would never choose. I would never be. No, I would never have those feelings being the, being in the bottom to lip sync. Never. I also feel and like done you, it. if I was thinking what if I was thinking what Utica's thing was, I would say uh, like a um, she's kind of like a fashion girl. It's really interesting because Rosé calls herself a fashion clown, but I think Utica really is the fashion clown of the season. I would agree. But I don't know that I would say uh, Utica's uh, strength lies in in her performance or her lip sync abilities. I would say it's in her styling and her um, uniqueness, but also, but, you know, maybe she feels something different for herself. To her, to her back home in her town of uh, 125 people, she's a great performer. She's like, that's oh what I God. do. Well, that's what I do where I'm from. Well, you know, they, you know, they think we bully Utica on the show. They, they also let me turn now. I've learned from my experience: if you say anything about a white twink, they will jump to their defense. You big black nigger bullies better stop. <laughs> <bullying>. <laughs> better stop being mean to Utica. <laughs> Not nigger bullies. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, I'd be like, all right, listen, I'm just giving my opinions about what I see. Uh, <laughs> To quote white, to quote white people, it's not always about race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but I do think she is. I think she's the fashion clown of the season, and I would say Rose is the performing queen, or like probably one of the best performers of the season. But anyway, you well, know, I th- everyone can identify. They want to identify. I think another thing on drag is that you always like you always want to like people to see you outside of what. So I think so again. I think. Uh, um, performing comes really naturally to Roseanne, something she's known for. So she's like, but I want people to see me as fashion because she's probably, like you were saying early in the season, they call her the Peggy. Like they, people don't associate Rose with fashion. So she wants to like push and it down Peggy. your throat. <laughs> people want to push it down it's your throat. Like, but I do, I yeah. do fashion. I think that's what she's, 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 that she's is, trying to say. Girl, that is, that, that is the drag race experience. Yelling what you do from the top of your lungs, letting everyone know you play <laughs> piano. Let, letting everyone know if if I have never heard by the way there is no way that Olivia Lux is the only girl that goes on Drag Race that plays piano but she will not shut up about playing <laughs> Acid Betty plays piano Acid Betty is actually really good at piano there are, yeah she there is are probably, Thorgy, Thorgy plays piano you play piano there are probably tons of girls who play piano on Drag Race but Olivia is like y'all niggas gonna understand right now bitch I tickle the ivories I don't know what Monet be doing <laughs> Monet be uh, uh, playing chopsticks one finger time bitch I tickle ivories <laughs> bitch uh, the ivories I be think- like the ivories be like hee hee ooh 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 cause they tickled bitch <laughs> at the end of the fallout i want to say tina burner is showing the desperation i want on my draggers okay she was like bitch split decision i'm gonna shave the back of my head all looking oh like, looking we like haven't this. even got like, there I'm yet shaving my head there is nothing more draggy than that because you have to go on stage but you have not shaved your head yet but your sideburns are coming down a little bit so there's a very popular uh haircut you see right after a show y'all can't see me if you're watching online where you from your temple to the back of your ear you just shave that back girl so <laughs> you so your hairline basically goes from the top of your ear 
over your head to the top Girl. of your hair on the other side. And every drag queen has, has at one point had to give themselves that haircut to be able to slap a wig on their head and go do the gig. Absolutely. That's what I want. That's the best Tina, way to know. That's what R- Rose should have taken a Rose should have thought about that when she was doing her little um hair, hair uh, not bald mask interpretation. I was also thinking about um Tina Tina saying one of those things where I'm like, Tina, girl, it's time to give up the ghost. If you've made it this far in the competition and you have not won a challenge, in my opinion, you're not going to win drag race. You're not. Tina's like, Tina's like, it's time for me to win one. It's too late. It's episode no. 10. You've won unless you sweep the next three episodes, you're not going to win drag race. I disagree. You can go to you. No, I disagree because this is literally the point. Uh, Cameron Michaels wins the on, on my season. Cameron Michaels won this challenge. You know what I'm saying? Did so, she win drag race? Did she but win drag here's race? the thing. Oh, wait, let me, let me finish my point. Let me finish my Did point. Did she win drag race? Cameron Michaels went to the finale, and we now know from season nine on, the finale is its own thing. And episodes in seasons before, the finale was like the was like the climax of the winner but from season i'm from 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 after season nine anything can happen at at the fucking finale bitch anything period did she win drag race (laughs) (laughs) you're not winning you're not going to win at this point she's like but i also understand the idea of being like i gotta get i gotta i got some skin in the game uh it just seems a little it's a little it's a too little too late i mean uh, they they did not realize that Simone had won yet, but at this point, Simone has won three, four challenges, she, uh, and now she's won four. This was her fourth, but in this she, it was three. And, you, and there is it's either three or she's either by the end of this episode she's either won three or four. Four. Let me see right now, Tina Burner is not pulling ahead under any circumstance. I love Tina. Tina's an old friend of mine. Tina's my oldest friend on, on this season. Tina's probably my only friend on the season, to be honest. Um. That being said, wow. Tina Burner's not winning Drag Race. She's okay, not. I, She's won three. I, I don't think that Tina Burner will Drag Race, but I don't think not winning a challenge. So you think Tina Burner's shit? You think she's shit? <laughs> I don't think not winning a challenge to this point means you're not going to. You you can't win Drag Race. I I like uh, I is disagree Tina Burner so shit or not? Is is Tina Burner a piece of shit? Her costumes are shit, but she's a lovely person. She's a lovely gal. If beautiful gowns. Well, actually, no, not beautiful gowns. Not beautiful gowns. Not beautiful gowns. <laughs> if you're one of the 1,066 people listening right now, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monica Exchange. And we are doing a live version of Sibling Watch. We want to hear your opinions. Do y'all think, actually, send in notes right now. Do you think someone can pull ahead and win at episode 10 with their first win? Let me know what you think. In the meantime, I'm going to move on. Um, no, I'm going to move on. First of all, let's talk about Char. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have to say, I'm Char- not a Charlemagne, big... Char- Char- Charlemagne, the, the psychic? I'm not a big fan of psychics. I've never experienced a psychic. But on... Well, I have. On, on the exchange rate, we had um, uh, the Long Island Medium come to the show. And what I realized psychics do is kind of like astrology. Teresa Caputo. They, Teresa Caputo, yeah, she came to the exchange rate, and she did a reading. And I will say, I don't know if Teresa read up on me, but I I didn't really talk about my home life and, like, my biological parents. And she was talking about stuff in my life that I had never divulged publicly, so that was weird. But but they get there by speaking in a really roundabout way, and that's what the psychic lady's doing. She's just speaking in, like, these big – she's like, she's like, so – so talking to the girl from the the, the fucking cattle country, she's like, so do you live in a state that has – farm animals yeah she's like yeah and there were maybe cows there bitch what farm doesn't have cows every farm in the world exactly. has a goddamn cow on it 
Like, you know, so this speak like that. She, she was like, who lives in a lake? Mm, was there a truck? <laughs> Everyone who lives in a lake drives a fucking truck. <laughs> like, you know what <laughs> you, I mean? You don't, you, don't live in, you don't live on a lake and drive a Tesla. You live on a lake, you drive a Ford <laughs> F-150. Let's listen to some of these people's opinions about whether or not Tina Burner can win. I mean, possibly because I think Evie won, what, episode two or three, and she won with somebody else and ended up winning the entire thing, so. Oh, right. Wait, yes, did Evie, Evie have, had... Did Evie have one win? Bitch, one win, bitch. One motherfucking win. Gag. See, Bob, Wait, you Evie can, won yes. Drag Race with one girl? I Ooh, no. Eve. I will say this, though. Watching the season back, I do think that Evie had a very strong package, if you know what I mean. But Evie, <laughs> Evie um, she had a very, like, her, the, her whole journey was really strong. Tina Burner is not having that journey. Love the girl, but she died. Let's take one more opinion. As we've seen with Drag Race UK just this week, or just a couple of days ago, you don't even need to win a challenge to get to the final, so... <laughs> Maybe that's the dra- strategy. Girl, Ellie, you better uh, Ellie, drag Diamond Ellie Diamond. Ellie you Diamond. Better drag chat, Ellie Diamond. Exactly. Ellie D. Um, her, um, I mean, y'all yeah. can go listen to first, first impressions for my opinions on that because that really sent me on one. But anyway, this Sh- Charlemagne, the, the psychic, is really. Uh, also, Monet, you and I both know this is all stuff we say in our psyche vows. Like, oh, I actually, I mean, on our night, I was talking about on our interviews. Like, when you talk to the producers, you you talk about your whole life. I'm like, this bitch got cue cards. I'm not trying to come <laughs> from Char. Maybe, maybe Char is really on point and really like popping, but I'll be thinking, this all sounds like shit I said in my fucking interview, my, my interview before I got here. That's all I'm do saying, you, Char. Do you believe in psychics? No. <laughs> one, time me and, one time me and Jacob were, um, Jacob and I went to go see a friend to a play out in Wisconsin, and this lady walks up to us at our table. It was me, Jacob, and my friend um, Carmen. We were all sitting at this table. This lady walked up. She was like, I'm a medium, and there's an energy pulling me to this table. Does someone here have a family member who has a J anywhere in their names? <laughs> and Girl. And I, was, and, I was, and I was like, yeah, my brother. Yes. Your brother, he's here with you, and he wants to tell you that he's sorry. I'm like, well, that nigga could have just called me because he's alive. (laughs) 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 Unless something happened in the last 20 minutes I didn't know about. But as far as I know, Justin is very much living. (laughs) It could have just texted me he was sorry. Um, But you remember that, Jacob? Jacob just not did. He walked up and was like, I just want you to know that everything's okay and we we feel strongly if you all want to hear all of me and Monet's thoughts about our opinions on spirituality you can check out season code three the one about spirituality we talk about mediums and whatnot when i and i tell the story in there yeah um as well um but do you believe in uh, mediums you know me i'm always like i don't know i feel like there is maybe some i feel like people do have a sixth sense and they may be able to feel things differently than most normal people do so it's to some degree but not like how we see it on tv and stuff like that like i i genuinely have like i feel like some type of clairvoyant dreams like i have dreamt of stuff that has that like on like let's say january and the actual thing happens in like june let's just say this i haven't been a medium since fifth grade all right let's 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 move on from that um 
I was, I was just saying, I, my next was like making over each of the girls who are still there. Yeah. It's a great way to, to handle this uh, post COVID. I mean, during COVID, and, I, and and also it's just fun in general. Like it really was great. And also yeah. when they're pairing them up, Simone in the beginning is not into this Utica pairing. Simone is not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, well, when they announced it at first, who would you not want to be paired with? In that group, I probably wouldn't want to be paired with um, maybe Mick because of how tiny she is. And also, painting white skin is like not Girl, yeah. There is no room for error. I don't enjoy it. A little it. bit of, like, white, and, and Mick is vampire white. You know what I mean? I would yeah. want Simone because her skin texture is the most similar to mine, or I would, or I would want um, Candy because Candy's face is like a perfect circle. Um, but I would not want. And I, wow! And already, no, you damn, know, honestly, damn, Bob, she has a round face. Oh my god! Anyway, but I also wouldn't want. I also probably wouldn't want. Actually, no, scratch it, Mick. I would not want to <laughs> be Rose. Give us an answer. That, no, it's Rose. <laughs> that 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 canvas is hard to paint on. Like she has so much. Like Rose just always looks like she has a beard. Not in drag, but like I don't I don't work in color correct. I tried to color correct Willem one time and failed miserably. Like the idea of trying to like color correct someone's beard, that shit is stressful to me. That shit stresses me out. Yeah, I would say for me, I would not want Tina or Rose. I yeah, I think yeah, I had like I had, Patty is obviously drastically smaller than me, so that doesn't scare me so much. But um, but the idea of it, because I wouldn't want Tina because I because I don't want T, I would not want Tina to put her on my I would not want Tina to put herself on me, and then for Rose, um, um, Rose has a really heavy brow bone, like it's very it's like super super heavy, and I I have brow, a hard time a hooded brow. There we go, and I have a hard time with that, so I would not want either of those people. Um, I'm also, also, everyone keeps saying Olivia's a diva. Are you, do you get diva vibes from Olivia? I think that, I think they've all, they've all described it so accurately. She's, she's very pleasant in her, in her divaness. Like she would, she says, please and thank you. But bitch, you know, off camera, I bet she's been flexing that diva muscle girl. I guess I've met Olivia, not a lot, like once or twice down at Look Queen. And she just seems, she just really seems lovely and smiley and bubbly to me, but. I mean, honestly, obviously, there obviously multiple people have said it, so I feel like they're probably seeing something that I was not seeing. You know what I mean? The diva um, and also not Rose being like Tina Burner's a little tacky, bitch. Where's the pot and where's the kettle? Like, <laughs> I know both y'all like, is a little tacky. <laughs> yeah, I was like, neither of one of you are known for fashion or being makeup artists or anything like that, so. I mean, I was like, you better read her, bitch. Look in the, pull up the mirror, girl. Pull up a little hammer. Look at yourself. But also, Rose is really pushing this, like, I'm the fashion clown. Like, fa- like she is keeps telling us she's she's fashion. And I'm like, mama, <laughs> but it's fashion. Not, not, with the, not, not with these ruffles, mama. Um, <laughs> that's the ruffles for me. <laughs> um, when they when they're all working together, and then the camera, uh, and we see Simone and Utica working together, the look uh, listening to Utica oh. describe her drag to Simone, I was like, that's, "This is that's crazy. literally my note." I have the same note. Utica being like, "Now this is a piece about how we're not always comfortable in our skin. You're struggling, you're <laughs> fighting to get out, yearning, reaching." I'm like, "Yoga Jones into the chat. Yoga Jones really into the chat." <laughs> 
it is when she gave her the mouth thing with like the all like the red and yeah. green thing. I was like, this is crazy. No, 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 no. And it's no, funny no. because Utica looks so excited to be oh. sharing her. Utica's like, I'm so excited to be sharing my thoughts and opinions about my my looks and my and and, and someone was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay girl okay <laughs> and also considering last week where utica did not want to wear an afro because it was it, it may have been be offensive now she has to wear a full-on baps recreation <laughs> black lady hairstyle with nails and the gold i was like this bitch must be so uncomfortable she's probably jumping out of her i was skin. like how does Utica keep finding herself in these situations? Like, how <laughs> how does Utica keep finding herself in these situations where where everyone's like, you go, you go, you gonna work cornrows or what? Right. I was like, this is insane, girl. This is insane, Mama. Okay, so if, if RuPaul comes and talks to everyone, and she and she says that got make looks black Irish. What does that mean? Black Irish is a thing. Like, uh, 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 Black Irish, I, I don't know exactly what it means, but I, what I thought it meant before Ruth said that comment, I thought that it was, I thought that it was Black people who live in Ireland. Like, people, well, especially when I did the whole, on uh, my season, when I did the Aaron Gobra thing and all that. So people were saying, oh, Monet's Black Irish. But I'm guessing it mm-hmm. means something different. But let's, maybe the listeners can, can give us some insight <laughs> to what Black Irish is. Yeah, are there, is there anyone from Ireland or from the UK who knows what Black Irish means? Because I'm, I'm with money. I thought Black Irish was a Black person who lives in Ireland or a Black person who is Irish. And I was really uh, kind of like, uh, okay, maybe, you know. So we'll, we'll start getting those comments in. Um, I do love that um, that she also, that, uh, that uh, she's like, I have goat mouth. But yes, girl, the greatest of all time mouth mistake. <laughs> oh, I never. I, I, I do you know that term? I've never heard that saying. Have you? No, I think I, I think goat mouth means like she just says what she's thinking. But maybe, but also she also acknowledged that maybe her mom made it up. All right, let's hear some of these. Let's hear some of these thoughts on what uh, black, black Irish is. Black Irish is an Irish person with black hair. So it basically just means oh. a pale person with really dark brown hair oh Girl. what do they call what do they call black irish people what's one more one let's do one more uh yes uh and black irish is someone who lives in Ireland, but their ancestry is with dark features so a lot of spaniards uh that had uh, sorry that migrated to spain and now their children would be considered black irish pixie goes to italy one time Pixie goes to Italy <laughs> one time, <laughs> and now she's a UK historian. No, that's Pixie Aventura, y'all. Please go, please go follow Pixie Aventura on, right here on the Stereo app. Um, I'm also gagged at Tina being like, I hate pink, which I get because I don't like wearing pink either against my skin tone. But also, Mama, your color palette is is uh, iffy anyway, Miss Miss uh, Tuna Burger. Bob, you have that pink lady shirt so that you wore 95 times, but now you hate pink. I literally have, I literally, in my entire closet, out of over a hundred outfits, you pick literally my one pink outfit that, by the way, I purchased because I was on a tour and the theme for the photo shoot was pink. So that's why I had it. We, we all had I'm to wear just pink. Saying, Monday being like, I'm just Monday being like, like I actually, I happen to know for sure that in 2012, you once wore a pink thing. It was for the Christmas tour. 
uh, Christmas yeah. Queens, and uh, we had to all wear pink for the opening number. So yeah, yeah, Mo, you got me, Monet. I wore pink. I am happy um, with 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 Rue and Simone and Utica. We're having this like appropriation talk on Drag Race. I think it's a it's like a really important thing. Recently, Bunny and I talked about uh, people accusing Bruno Mars of appreciation of appropriation. And he was like, no, I'm fully appreciating. So it's nice to have this conversation again on Drag Race because I think the fandom talks talks about this a lot. And it was a really interesting thing to... Are you saying because Bruno Mars is a Pacific Islander and they're saying he's acting like he's black? Yeah, that, that's what people accuse him of. But he is not just Pacific Islander. He is His family is also Afro-Latino. Like, he has a lot of different stuff in his, in his, um, in his ancestry and ethnicity. So is he appreciating or is he just partaking in his own culture? Which one is it? I will say this. Right, I do not agree. RuPaul said, RuPaul said as long as it comes from a place of love. Yeah, I that do I didn't not agree with. I was like, RuPaul, I was like, this is where, this is where I have to disagree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was agree. Like, I don't I agree. Say that. I don't agree with this. As long as you're like, I'm just doing it with love, girl. Right. Everybody say love. Right. I'm like, I don't know. But there also might be a huge generational thing. Obviously, RuPaul is a boomer. We are millennials, and then there's Gen Zs behind us, and there's, you know, Gen X in the middle. Um, but obviously, there's a generational, uh, there's a whole generation between us and RuPaul. Um, and yeah. maybe RuPaul's from the land of, like, as long as it's done with love and appreciation, um, it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Hey, y'all. I'm sure by now you've all heard some of our live episodes using the Stereo app. Remember to download it to get in on all of the action. Stereo is the free live broadcasting social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. That's right. As we're recording the episodes, we take questions and comments live from our fans. We do things like ask us anything, talk about drag race, uh, talk about... (laughs) Black hair. Talk about crazy white people. Honey, we talk about it all on the Stereo app. It's a good, 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 good time with your two favorite girls. Check out our socials to see when we've scheduled upcoming live shows and download the free Stereo app and follow me at Monet Exchange so you can connect with us whenever we're live. Go to Stereo.com slash Monet Exchange to get started. Again, that's Stereo.com slash M-O-N-E-T, the letter X, the word change. I'll see y'all bitches there, honey. Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Dang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. Alongside talk segments featuring your commentary, Miss Dang, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus talk show for free. And I'm not necessarily as... I don't think I'm as sensitive as some people, but I think I'm probably more, more sensitive to those things than other people. 
Well, I will say when I went to, when I went to um, South Korea with Kimchi, we went to this drag bar and this and this queen, I forget, I forget her, I think Mia, maybe something like that. Um, she performed um, at one of the clubs in this beautiful hanbo, and she did this like dope ass fucking number. And I was watching it with Kim. I was like, Kim, this is so fucking good. I was like, I wish I could like perform a dope Korean song, a, a song like this, and, and like a hanbo. But but I was like, and I, but I was like, I could never. She's like, Kim was like, why? I was like, because it's a Korean tradition. Like, I could not wear that. She's like, yes, you can. She was like, she's like, like, let me tell you something. She was like, as me, a Korean person, I was like, she was like, people in Korea, they don't care. People, if you did this here in Korea, people would love it and it would not be an issue whatsoever. I will bet you that. I was like, well, let's let's discuss why that is not. I would not go. First of all, in Korea, they fully still do blackface. Like blackface is common. It is commonplace. And it is like, like there are huge there are huge pop stars who do entire blackface routines. So I would I don't know do that they Korea really? because Yeah, well the the race makeup in Korea is relatively monolithic, not completely, but most people in Korea, like Korea doesn't have a whole lot of uh diversity yeah, variation in their in skin, um, yeah. yeah, skin color. In their genetic yeah. uh uh demographics, let's just say. Um However, so I think because the, there are so few black people there, they still have people just fully on TV doing blackface, being like, what's good? And like affecting black voices. Same in Australia is also not completely monolithic, but there's a lot of white people in Australia. And which is why uh, one of their one of their like big stars, one of their big shows was done. It was called um, Bad Boys or Tough Boys or Bad Boys, something like that. One of the main characters is just completely in blackface. I mean, it's why this yeah this is K-pop group. Oh. They're, they're called K-pop Mama group. Moves, and Mama they did a whole pop, they did a whole blackface music video, and it was very that popular. Is and uh, and Chris Lilly in Australia had an entire show where he played a blackface character and performed a song called "Crush Nigger." <laughs> I don't know who the fuck Chris Lilly is. Chris Lilly oh, uh, had yeah, a character. He's an had Australian a- comedian. Yeah, he had a show. Oh yeah, Jermaine I see it. School, oh my oh. god, I see it. Look him in this yep. hair in the black face. Girl, he had a he had a he had a show called Summer Heights High, and then they had a spin-off character uh, called Jamae, Private School Girl, and then he had a show called Bad Boys where he played a Tongan. He played a Black American. And he played like a Bogan. It was wild. It was. I remember watching the show being like, "This is wild." This all this all came from us talking about whether or not Tina Burner hates pink, and I thought it was weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, so as as the girls are, do you think Utica should have done? How do you feel about Utica doing the Babs look? Um, I think again, if I were Utica and a white person, I would be weird about. I would feel the same way as her. I would feel weird about doing it, and I would try to maybe edit the hair or some other things. Um. Be, instead of instead of doing the runway, like I would be, I would probably be hot and bothered and, and like sweating about it. Like I would, I would not know what to do. I think I'd be annoyed if I was both of them. If, if I was you, I'd be like, I don't want to do this. And if I was Simone, I'd be like, bitch, put on this outfit. I'm trying to win Drag Race, so I have yeah. two <laughs> mindsets that I'm like, this is what I brought. I don't have a backup, and I need you to put this fucking outfit on. Now was see, good. this is what. This is why I always, for my, I for 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 my also I swear I brought two options. Also, sorry, real quick, while Monet's talking, tell us what do you all think in the in the, uh, oh, yeah. the listeners. Tell me what you all thought about this. Uh, if you are one of the one thousand forty-one people joining us, thank you so much. And tell us what you think about this uh, 
Bap's look. Go ahead, Monet. Yeah, yeah, I would, I, I, I would have brought two options, but, but then I thought, well, maybe is there a way for Utica? Because Utica is a seamstress. Was there a way for Utica to change it and so it's a, for it to maybe be less offensive and make it more? It, I, I don't know, but then it wouldn't be Simone. Then, I don't you know think. What I, mean? I don't know. It's tough. I don't think the outfit itself was particularly. Um, it is from a black cultural reference. It 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 is from Baps, but I don't think that the outfit outside of the fact that it was from Baps is particularly like a black thing. Like everyone dresses in this. Like the, the hair, the, the hair is no, the very hair. black. You said, you said no, you said seam, you said seamstress. So I think I don't think it was the outfit. Like I, I don't think there's anything she could have done the outfit to make it. You know, true, I, I, I don't. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the outfit. Is what I'm saying. I think it was the 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 the, the black hair show. Anyway, so let us know what you all think. We're, we're gonna move on, but we we are gonna uh, listen to your opinions on this. As they're doing each other, this I don't think that Ro- they're acting like Rose is nailing this Tina Burnerisms, and I don't think she is. Um, I think that Rose. I mean, I think Rose's. She's doing what Rue said. She's being extra. She's being very Rose and extra with everything. She's being extra, but maybe just because she does, I don't know. Tina Burner has that like tight mouth, that like Jennifer Coolidge tight little Botox face. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and Rose doesn't, and Rose doesn't really have that. So maybe I'm just not seeing it. Um, but I do think that Tina is nailing the Rose, in my opinion. Yeah, and I guess I didn't realize Rose did all these flourishes when she does stuff. I didn't realize that she was so animated. I mean, you know, we're not also we, we, we didn't necessarily get a chance to see her work the runway back in New York City, not on a on a little uh, Barracuda beer si- beer crate size stage. You know what I mean? Uh, you get to see a different side of girls when they, when they go off the, to RuPaul's Drag Race, honey. Also, not, like I don't know what Mick is doing. <laughs> what do you mean? It is not candy, even down to the actual runway. She was walking like Mick. Like that's what Mick does when she goes in the. She was literally walking like Mick normally walks. Well, I mean, again, I think because I think she was also coming from a place where she didn't want to be too offensive. Okay, also, I don't think, also, Candy was overselling. I don't think Candy does all that. Yeah, motherfucker, I'm talking to you, bitch. Like, I've, from what I was, from what I've been seeing on the runway, I don't think that I've seen candy doing all that maybe she was saying it's more in the attitude but i just feel like mick is literally walking like candy let's take this one uh caller honestly in my most humble opinion and by the way i am black i think utica did an amazing epic job uh representing uh the aesthetic that simone wanted her to represent and she took rupaul's advice greatly when he said you know just do it with love and i think utica really understood the message that she was responsible to portray uh on the runway and i lived for it yeah yeah, I, I think I think in the end it worked out, but I mean I do I was I was ner- I, if I was saying before the runway I was nervous to do it if I were a white person. Yeah, I, and and I'd have been even more nervous as um, as Lil Mama Simone thinking that she wasn't going to do it. I'd be like, I'm stressed. I need this to happen. You know what I mean? Um, all right, so what do you think about, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, also, okay, so let's talk about their runway performance and then we'll talk about the looks. So here's the thing that really kind of gagged me. What? The, I think the person who did the, I don't, I think, okay, let's just go down the line. 
Rose and Tina Burner. Rose, it's okay. We're talking about their, their performances. Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, wait, really quick, really quick. When uh, Can we talk about the makeup reveal? When fucking Rose turned around when Tina did her makeup, I was like, oh, I was literally, I, w- I had my mouth open to the screen because she, I mean, I think Tina made her look like her, but I, it was not pretty. It was not glamorous. It was not fabulous. It wasn't anything that I would describe as fierce. But yeah, it I think that I think that Rose does have a hard canvas to work with because her features are masculine and she has that really strong beard presence. And I think that Rose has learned how to work with it. And Tina had to learn real quick. And I don't think she did. Let's this, this if these are about you, let's just take two more Uticos. That's enough. Hi, it's Tara from Patreon. And just like something I was thinking of, I know like, you know, Simone and Utica did great, but the look that Utica gave Simone is crazy. Like she's wearing these <laughs> muscle tights, but with a like a beige top. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, we gotta Jack. talk. We, we we we'll get there when we go through the looks. I am very happy with how Utica and Simone's partnership went. Like it, it was a very good combination i think that even they're both like hesitation and you know not wanting to be disrespectful or not wanting to kind of get into the vibe of each other's drag was really good i really enjoyed that storytelling um and i do think that mick did a great job on candy with the white makeup work yeah <laughs> i just i just the, yeah the, the makeup reveal was uh, <laughs> uh the, here's the thing i don't think that tina necessarily did a bad job i just genuinely think that rose is it, it has a, a, a a lot of obstacles on her face well i think it's a combination of both i think i think i think rose uh again has that 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 brow that furred brow um, and what the thing you said about the five o'clock shadow and stuff like that. And Tina's also not a great makeup artist. It was like literally they were both starting negatively. Five o'clock, bitch. Rose has an eight o'clock shadow. Her shit is, is serious. <laughs> um, okay. So I Run also away. got a tickle when, uh, when before we go to when <laughs> when Simone called her the Ivory Enchantress. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did she call her that? She said, I can't wait to see the Ivory Enchantress. That shit tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Ivory Enchantress. Girl. Also, I want to have a few more things. Girl. I also love that that Mick is talking about um his transition. I don't think we've ever heard people talk about transition this much on RuPaul's Drag Race. I've, we've never oh heard Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. What a yeah. great uh, point in the episode. I love that. And it was nice to get into Mick's head to hear like what that journey was for him. You know what I mean? And I could imagine when like when you when you are when you want to transition but you know that you want to live on the line of a, like a, a feminine um guy like i couldn't understand how hard that must be and for people to be so judgmental about it too so it was nice to hear that let me tell you something that mick said that really got me together not in a great way what mick said something to candy that when people say this it it irks me a little bit she said to candy she was like how are you so confident there's something about asking certain people how they're confident that seems to insinuate 
how could you? Like no one no. asks. People, people don't ask. People don't ask Beyonce how she's so confident. People don't ask Britney yes, Spears how she's do. so confident. No, pe- people ask people yes. like uh, Lizzo. People ask Amy Schumer. They ask Lizzo. They ask. Um, no. They ask. They ask people who don't follow the typical. They're like, how could you? Be, I want to hear y'all sound off because I, I that's what I I'm not I'm not saying there's something about being like how could you and and then in that moment, um, Candy had to address being like yeah I am I am big, um I don't fall into typical beauty standards I have a lisp I am feminine yes I am confident I want to hear what y'all think Jacob please feel some of these because I I do think there's well, an interesting thing about like for example people call if Lizzo poses nude she's brave. If Pamela Anderson poses nude, she's hot. That's true. No one's that like, is... how brave? How did you? How did that you find true. the confidence to pose nude? That is true. That that obviously yes, that does happen. But in in, in regards to Mick asking Candy, I think that in from I mean, I'm assuming Nick Mick knows Candy um, through Drag Race or through through before as well. I think that Candy is obviously someone who exudes a lot of confidence in everything that she does. Candy literally walks in the room. She's the loudest in the room and she takes all the attention. So I think to being a, something like Drag Race 2 when you're constantly analyzing yourself to see this bitch and be like, you doesn't give a fuck. You are calling bitches out. You fucking got, you fucking gathered Tamisha together. You were walking in here like you own the joint. It's like, how do you do that? Like that is to me, I don't think it was coming from a, you're fat and you have a lisp and you're gay, like, how can you? I, I, don't, I didn't hear it from that in that situation. I do agree. Yes, people ask people like Lizzo and like as people like that, how they're so confident. I do agree with that, but I don't think it's like, for example, people say to Rihanna in interviews all the time, how are you so confident? How do you, how do you, how, how do you stay being such a bad bitch? And it's like, Rihanna, well, like, I think it is because bitch. Rihanna is a tiny woman in a field dominated by men. And they're like, how do you have the confidence? of someone who isn't you? How do you have the same confidence as Tom Ford? How? You're just a little black girl from Barbados. Anyway, let's hear these comments real quick. I definitely agree. I think that people are surprised when certain people are confident and don't have, I mean, well, obviously everyone has insecurities, but when they don't showcase so much of their insecurities or have lower self-esteem. Also, yeah, and I think, and I think every- Def Souls wearing their mask even on- <laughs> The stereo app, <laughs> um, yeah, and like, like for you, Bob, you're another example. You are someone, you're handsome, you're whatever people, but you walk into a room and you're never apologetic, you don't ever give that, like, you, you exude a lot of confidence. So it's like, Bob, how are you so confident? I don't think people are looking at you like, you black boy from Columbus, Alabama, uh, 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 Phoenix City, Mississippi. How are you? How okay, could you first be confident? Of all, I think it's like you exude. It's pronounced. Phoenix City, not Phoenix. It's Phoenix <laughs> City. So I think it's that with you, especially you're another ex- great, a great example of that as well. I think. Well, I will say when people ask me how I can be confident, I'd be like, "Why wouldn't I be confident? I'm not. I'm, I don't always take it as a compliment. I'm always like, "Bitch, why wouldn't I be confident?" And I think it's because maybe I, 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 I'm, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm Uncle Handsome. I mean, I'm handsome son, handsome, but I'm not uh, Shamar Moore, Tyrese. Uh, uh, who's the, the guy I had a huge crush on back in the nineties? Um, uh, Kevin, Kevin Burton, Kevin Burton, him, Tay Diggs. Um, I'm not that. I'm not B2K. Kevin oh my god, B2K. Don't even. Anyway, um, baby, but let's turn say, let's around one. and let me see and that sexy see body that go. Let's take one more. I don't think Got Mick necessarily was trying to say that to 
Candy, but I do agree. It's like when people say you're so brave for wearing that, it's always a little strange. Here's here's my thing, Monet. Yeah. Consider this notion. It's like it's not that I don't think I Mick was doing it to be rude. I think it was a genuine question and a genuine like how, but it, it there are undertones of that. For example, I saw this lady on TikTok today post something that was grabbed. I was like, oh my God. She's like, why do white folks always say it's is why do white folks always say it's not always about race? I'm like, actually, if you look hard enough, you can find issues in, in race in every single thing. And it's not because black people have made it that way, it's because white people have made it in America have made it that way. And if you go over to other countries, like like uh, like in Korea, there are issues of colorism because there are uh, in Asia there are South Asians yeah. and there's um you know people who have darker Brazil. skin and there are issues of colorism and all that stuff. And someone might be like it's not about that, but there are actually it is actually embedded in that. I don't think that Mick was wrong for saying it. I think it was a genuine question. But I'm just saying, people don't ask. Like again, people ask Rihanna because she's a tiny black woman from Barbados. No one asks. Uh, Carl Lagerfeld or uh, or 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 Tom Ford, why he's so confident? No one's like Tom Ford. Why are you? How are you so confident? This is a this is crazy. Um. Anyway, I also love that uh that Candy gave um Mick that little gap. We should go ahead and get to looks, right? All right. So let's go. Okay. First of all, did did Michelle break her arms? What Michelle I break her it, arms? What do you mean? It looked like she had cast on. Like it looked like Michelle has casts on her hands. I yeah no I just no they're, they're, those little halfsy gloves a lot of they're, it, it, they're, it, they're it looks like if you ever work right in a restaurant if you ever work in a restaurant what happened there's one old waitress who's been there for a million years oh, and her yeah. wrists are no good <laughs> so she wears one of those wrist braids Michelle looks like the wait the waitress who's been working there for a million years and wears the <laughs> the wrist <laughs> um, um, I mean, Lenny and Carson so look fine. I, I, I don't love yeah. um, Rue's look. I don't. I don't like the. It just. I don't like the. the like, nude. It looks like your bras. I don't like the nude, which which by the way it does match pretty closely. But it's like it yeah, looks, it does. It's just like your your bra sticking out. Yeah. Also, honestly, the what they should have done was put a green screen there and just have like different shit pop up there the whole time. Right, right in that little space of the dude, a little green screen. Um, but right, I think so it looks great as usual. Rose's face is great. Rose, yeah. So going to Rose wearing Florence the Lee. Okay, first of all, they should have shortened this. Rose looks like she's wearing her yeah. mom's clothes. I know. I I don't know why they should have the 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 dress should have went up at least a good six inches, at least. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I don't know how long it is, but so like above her knees. And that little smock thing could have cut it too. But I get it. With Tina was like, "Bitch, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not destroying my whole ass costume I paid for. We are gonna make it work." And I, I, I yeah, feel and, that and, energy. And that's as well. why you didn't win. And that's why you didn't win the challenge. You don't want to fix your fucking costume, bitch. This is drag race. Chop that motherfucker up. Honestly, um, though, honestly. And the leotard is fine, um, but but is she giving you yeah, Tina? She, she to me, she looks like Tina to me. Maybe a little. Maybe it's just that Rose has such a strong face. I'm having a hard time seeing it. But let's move on to Tina. I, like I think that, that yeah. I think that okay. Tina is clearly wearing Casey Caldwell, and because um, Casey Caldwell does these these zip tie moments, uh, Tina's body looks better than I think I've ever seen it look before. But uh, I don't think I, that Rose yes. knows how to cut Tina's face. Tina's face just looks too round, and I feel like Tina's face normally looks a little more angular. 
when she does her own console. Yeah. I think that Rose should have consorted the fuck out of Tina's chin. Um, I mean, I mean, out of her jaw. And I, but I do say in the like in like the nose eye area and like in that T zone area, I think Tina looks gorgeous. I have never seen this much of Tina's like eye makeup. And I think she looks stunning. I love. I think she looks yeah. great. She does. She does she look good. Beautiful. It's just yeah. From from the nose up, she's great. Um, and I do. Th- yeah. I love her body. Like I, I think Tina's body looks slamming. Slam. We have a comment. Yeah. Here it is. I love how Rose was trying to come for Tina's fashion when she had Tina up there looking like she from Jim and the Holograms. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Southern women. I love, uh, ma'am, your voice. I just love your voice. Uh, let's talk about uh, Olivia Luck. By the way, I want you all to tell us who's your who, which look was your favorite, which look was your least favorite. Uh, send us those comments girl um, this crunchy ass wig I cannot well first of all this is the, I think this is literally the wig that, that Denali walked in in yeah it is yeah down which is kind of crunchy to reuse the wig from the beginning and no one said anything about it I mean maybe What's Tina's reason why I didn't notice mm, I don't know she's a wig repeater I mean, it just, uh, oh I don't know, maybe God. for me. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. The, elite, the elitism is shocking. It's stifling, honestly. Yeah. I don't want to see any fucking H&M. Um, but also, at least <laughs> clean the... At least, at least clean the lace before you <laughs> can put the wig on her head, girl. I think she did. I don't know. This wig is just crunch and munch, and it is not a great look. And the makeup. Oh, oh my God! When Rue was like, when, when Rue was like, where was the blending? There wasn't any. I was like, damn. Yeah, Rue was mad about this makeup. I mean, she's not doing Utica any favor. I mean, she's not doing Olivia any favors with this um, maquillage. Let's go on to okay. Let's move on to Denali. Here, I think the issue was Denali was not. Smile like the big thing about Olivia on the runway is Olivia is smiling, a gorgeous yeah, smile. Yeah, and Denali yeah. was walking down the runway like a forty-five-year-old uh, 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 madam of a brothel. Yeah, she it did this this look and this makeup and everything. It aged Denali like literally like twenty years. I was like, who is this old bitch from Texas doing um her third number of the night and doing a gown because she don't feel like dancing no more? Who is this girl? And I just don't understand why she wasn't smiling. Like, that's Olivia. Also, to be fair, they don't see each other on the runway. In their defense. They don't know they what don't, each other's runway looks like. They don't see each other. Uh, uh, Monet, uh, oh, you don't see, yeah. you don't see You don't see yeah, the girl's yeah. runway until you go home and watch it on TV. You know what I mean? So I, in her defense, I thought you meant. I, get the <laughs> I thought you meant to like, because uh, baby, they don't, they don't they don't see each other. They're not friends. That's what, <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. I didn't think you meant like literally see each other. Okay. We have to talk about Simone. Let's talk about Simone. I mean, I hate Monet, this do you, look. Do you want to leave? Yeah, you lead the conversation. I uh, do not like this look. I think Simone looks crazy, but I think Simone sold it beautifully. Like, I think that I don't think that Simone necessarily liked this look either, but bitch, she sold the fuck out of it. And by the end, she made. What was good about this? Simone made me think that she fucking loved this goddamn look, and I didn't. I wasn't any the wiser, and to me, that's a win. And I think that she turned it. 
okay, well, I was the wiser. And I was watching this, I was like, this bitch does not like this. But that being said, I do think she, I think she sold it. I, I agree. It was very, it was very Utica and mm-hmm. she really sold it. That being said, she really did. I cannot, I cannot get behind this look. This is a poncho with a cat suit. Yeah. Imagine Utica just packing this. She's like, I'm, she's like, Utica packed this as one of her runway looks for the show. Like, she was like, I cannot wait to wear this on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. That is what's in my head. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Girl. Also, let's talk about Utica. Utica looks like Thorgy in this. She does. She looks like, she looks like Thorgy. She looks like a mixture of Thorgy and Sharon. Thorgy and Sharon's baby. Yeah. I mean, she, I will say this. She does look good. She looks good. Simone she looks did her great. good. I do think yeah, Simone can yeah, do a so little look- more, uh, uh, what do you call it on the cheeks? Blush and shit, but she looks good, though. A little more blush, yeah. I, yeah, and I think that what, again, Utica sold this. Like, bitch, you cannot tell me Utica was not some white girl that grew up in College Park, Atlanta. You know what I mean? I feel like Utica... I- she really embodied Simone, and she really exuded that in her in her runway walk and and the character that she played, what she was playing. Well, she didn't do the Simone shoulder, but you know she got everything else pretty good. Yeah, she. Did. I missed the she, Simone shoulder. <laughs> got mixed body looks amazing. Got mixed body looks bananas, and the fact that Candy took this in and made it fit got mixed so perfectly is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think I think I think it looks really good. Um, I I've seen Candy wear this bef- like before the show, and I love this outfit, by the way. But and I would have hated to chop off the legs off my because it's it's a full cat suit, and Candy has to chop off the legs. Um, but I think do that, you want to win yeah, drag I think, race? I think do you want to win drag race? Do you want to win? Drag yeah, race? and I I will say it's a little shocking to see Gottmik without like her face on. I'm like, whoa, like so like such a. Such a different face. It's kind of wild. Now you see why Gottmik like does those huge. Gottmik always paints drag, like huge cut crease, huge wings. She always yeah. does that shit. So it's so crazy to see her without it. And uh, Candy's a great makeup artist. Like she looks like Mick looks good. I do. W- okay, let's go on to Candy. I do wish that Candy that Mick had done a full white face for Candy. But other than that, this looks great. Oh yeah, I know. I I I love this makeup. When Candy turned around, I was like, "This I, this face is so good." Like the little like tiny like white mask moment. I I love this. The only thing I didn't like about it, it gave it gave Candy literally no neck. So her neck is her head is just floating on top of her body. But with the whole the way the oh, yeah. whole outfit plays, I think it works. But um, I I love this look. I love the makeup on. I fucking this was this was one of my favorite ones of the night. Hey y'all, Bob again. If you're like me, you are missing your workout routine and your favorite fitness instructors. There are at-home alternatives, but they're just not the same. I've been looking for an experience that makes me feel like I'm back in class, moving with my favorite instructors to heart-pounding playlists. That's what led me to the Soul Cycle at Home Bike. The Soul Cycle at Home Bike converts your home into a Soul Cycle studio. 
The 21-inch touchscreen houses a revolutionary sound system that was specifically engineered for this bike and SoulCycle's iconic playlist. With unlimited access to live and on-demand SoulCycle classes, you can clip in with your favorite instructors and be transported to the front row of the studio on your schedule. Your monthly membership also gives you unlimited access to Equinox Plus app, where you can stream classes from other top tier brands like Equinox Rumble, TB12, Pure Yoga, and SolidCore. You can get your Soul Cycle at home bike in just one to three weeks, and they have financing options available to make attaining goals achievable. Get your Soul Cycle at home bike today by visiting mysoulcyclebike.com/rivalry and use promo code Rivalry to get a complimentary pair of at home select cycling shoes with your purchase. That's mysoulcyclebike.com/rivalry. Promo code Rivalry to get a complimentary pair of cycling shoes with the purchase of your Soul Cycle at Home bike. MySoulCycleBike.com slash Rivalry. Promo code Rivalry. Tell them Bob sent you. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rivalry. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and sibling rivalry listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash rivalry. Evie's Drag Race. Florence Delee is going to win Evie's Drag Race because, because if y'all don't know, Evie's Drag Race is where we rank how many designers have been seen on the runway. And as of right now, Florence Lee has 12 looks on the runway. And up next is Rachel Ann Dombey is- with Utica with seven. And no one else is even close. Uh, Money, you want to um, listen to some of these? Um, some of Bitch, these you're about to gag. Montoya is about to come through and fuck y'all, fuck us up in the end, girl. Girl, imagine, imagine. All right, let's let's listen. Let's, to, let's listen to who some of your favorites and least favorites were. Hi, Bob. Hi, Monet. <laughs> this is Gigi Medid from Patreon. Just wanted to say that I thought it was just me who was like, "Oh my God, Utica looks exactly like Thorgy," and I couldn't stop like laughing, but not like in a bad way. And also, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about the look Simone was wearing, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one. But yeah, they both definitely sold it on the runway. Anyway, that's all. Love you guys. Bye. I mean, just the way Simone was even walking, like, it was just, she, like, nailed it. It was great. Yeah, she really sold it. Also, if you would like to be like Gigi Medina and have, in a, have a favorite uh, and, and be one of our chosen family over on our Patreon, you can go right now to patreon.com slash sibling rivalry podcast. Again, I want to ask you, what are your favorite and least favorite looks? My favorite look, Monet, um, I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to uh, Simone turning Utica. That's my... No. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it to Simone turning Utica. Utica had the biggest, the biggest transformation because of Simone. 
Yeah, my top two favorite t- t- ones were some um, Utica and Candy. Like they're like what they look like. And I'm gonna edge. I'm gonna to me my favorite will be Utica because just to see she had the biggest journey with it. And you know, she, so yeah, Utica is my favorite one too. The only difference is Thorgy would have had no problem rocking that bab slick shit. She might rock <laughs> that. She said, I stand with y'all. I see y'all. I see y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's so messy over this show. Y'all are so wild. Let's take it. My favorite look for I the will. night was Utica and Simone. I'm only going to say that because Simone continues to. Uh, be on cue with everything that's going on with the world, everything since the Black Lives Matter, uh, the BAP situation, uh, rest in peace to my girl. I don't even think she knew it was coming. Just everything, every look, and just that skin look, I don't know if she knew, but just on her, it just told a whole completely different story. I think I think they won. Fair and square, period. Love y'all, though. Have a good day. Not love us, though. Yeah. We love you. You you, you, you want to say, though, we all on the same page. I also remember. Um, I, I I just realized, you know, uh, Natalie Des, uh, Natalie Desell uh, passed away just last year. I don't even know if she was passed away by this point. Who is the other person in Babs with Halle Berry? She was also in uh, Cinderella. She played one of the. Uh, the other oh yeah, she sure did. The she evil, did. Yeah, evil yeah. yeah. Let's take yeah. one more. Okay. My favorite was the Babs look on Utica. You know, I'm a Black American princess myself. Um, my least favorite, sorry, Tina, but the look on Rosé was not it from the makeup to what? the outfit itself. It was very hard-faced. Not hard-faced. Not, no, not hard-faced. I disagree. My my least favorite look was Olivia. I think Olivia, like Denali on Olivia, Olivia looked crazy. Interesting. My least favorite was probably... I might actually have to go with go with that last caller. Rose did not look good, and, and and I think that they just did not modify the outfit enough. You look at how much Mick modified. I mean, how much Candy modified her outfit to fit Mick. They could have done a little something. a little like that dress was to, almost to her to her ankles. Monet, it was a maxi gown, and her waist was dropped so low she looked a foot tall. For me, for so me, you do, for me. So, so you think so you think that Olivia looks better than uh, Rose did. I think that Olivia was embodying what Denali normally looks like. And I think Rosé was embodying, embodying what Tina be looking like. Crazy. I mean, ditto, kiddo. Um, let's, let's, I, 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 let's move on. Um, also, you know what someone said they really, like, I literally had to, like, pause and be like, when Carson said, are those gang signs? I was like, oh, my God. I wrote that, too. And I was like, girl, not this microaggressive ass comment from Carson. I was like, I was like, I, I wrote, I wrote Carson gang signs joke, question mark. Girl, that is great. And I can't believe that they let that slide in the edit. That is, I was like, oh, well, no, Microaggressions stay flying from the judges panel, smacking the girls. I, I've been a, a, a recipient of these being called ratchet on the runway. Um, and I was, I could not believe, I could not believe, I was shocked. I was like, not gang signs. Gang anyway. signs. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, I haven't been to the Bronx. I've like, I've, I've only been to the Bronx twice and blah, blah, blah. And I, and if, you, if y'all rewind and watch the episode again, when he says the gang signs thing, Lonnie gives the most uncomfortable laugh I've ever seen. She's like, 
<laughs> yeah, it was wild that he's that they, that Carson said that shit. I was like, work, okay, was, work, girl. Here's something Denali said that I do not agree with. Denali said that she thinks she's in the bottom because of Olivia. Yeah, no, no, bitch, you're in the bottom. I think Denali was in the bottom. One, she was not selling Olivia's makeover on her. She looked like she was miserable doing the runway walk. And B, the job that she did on Olivia looked crazy too. So I think Denali was in the worst position. You know what I mean? At least, like you said, Olivia was selling Denali, even though she may have not have looked good. Denali did not look good and she was not selling it, and she did a bad makeup job on someone else. Damn, Monet. You're like, and, and why did she, she kicked the puppy one time? <laughs> i mean you know so they do so they do the lip sync and um denali goes home bob did you um, did you ever think that you would see two drag queens sing lip singing to shackles on national tv like girl, to a gospel song when they did shackles i was living my little middle school fantasy shackles i was like they better work they better work. I was shook by that too. I loved it. I was yeah. obsessed. I saw a clip. Someone posted Chanel. It was I think they did it in season one of Drag Race as well. Chanel and someone else did Shackles. This is the second time Shackles has been on the show. Oh, that does sound a little familiar. Now you think about it. Oh, Jacob about to go sleuthing. Jacob, Jacob's on it. Jacob's on it, girl. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> do you think that it was time for Denali to go home? I don't think it was time for Denali to go home. I, like it, just watching the lip sync, I like Denali's performance in, in the lip sync better. She was to me, she was giving me um, church older lady performance. Olivia felt very manic. Like some of her stuff she was doing, like this may sound a little shady, and I don't mean it to be, but watching Olivia lip sync for her life, she, she I finally saw her age and drag show. Like watching her lip sync, it felt like a young queen doing whatever they can to stay. It didn't feel like someone composed. And someone with a lot, like a lot of experience doing it, if that makes any sense. Drag her, drag her. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think that, I think in terms of the competition, for me, it was time for Denali to go home. Like I think this was, I think she's gone as far as she should go, in my opinion. Um, and I do think that in terms of the competition, I think that Olivia has a little bit more to offer um, going forward than maybe Denali has. Um, but you know. That's just that's just my humble opinion. Um, and in terms of the lip sync, I thought they were relatively evenly matched, to be honest. You know? Work. Yeah, it was it was Rebecca Glasscock and Chanel in episode six of season one. They did Shackles by Mary Mary as well. They better work, girl. Take the shackles off my feet. What what songs did you lip sync to? Songs did you lip sync to? Y'all can't I see what it is. Found the alarm. I did find the alarm. I did man, I feel like a woman. And I did uh hey, Tosh, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Oh yeah. Um I think that Bob, can um, you can you can you list can you list your fucking songs, bitch? I can list my song and it was Songs. Um, it was Mighty Real by Sylvester. And 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 uh, I don't like to show off. Um, All right, uh, so two, so two. <laughs> I I also think that um the best song from y'all season was New Attitude. Like if I would, there have been songs I was like, that's the one I would. I'm so glad I got the song I did. New Attitude by Patti LaBelle is a fucking bop and a half. 
Oh, it's a great song, but I would have loved to do And I'm Telling You from your season. I feel like that's a oh, song that's you can really too. like just go the fuck off. Yeah, shout out Chi Chi Devane. All right, listen, y'all, if you have enjoyed yourselves, if you want to see the full video of what we did right here today on this stereo app, you can go check us out on our Patreon. Go to uh, patreon.com slash Sibling Rivalry Podcast. There'll be a shortened version of this on our YouTube page at Sibling Rivalry. Um, and there's also tons and tons and tons and tons of content over on our page. We joined the over 14,000 people on our Patreon who have chosen to be a part of our extended family. Uh, Money, you have anything you want to say, bitch? Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for bye, joining us. Everyone. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. A podcast network. Hey everybody, I want to tell you all about Stereo. Now, Stereo is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time and lets podcast creators build a more intimate relationship with their fan base by engaging them in direct conversation. It's really cool. You can actually like record little questions and send them directly to us in real time. Um, I actually love it because me and Monet will have a lot of our arguments and we love to hear what you all think. And we don't have to wait to read them in the comments. You all can weigh in in the moment. Hey, my name is Kai. I'm from London. It's currently Oh, my people! Just to match, um, I want to know if you guys have ever had a strange interaction or negative interaction with straight people in public, um, like at an airport, anything like that. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I, oh my, literally, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I had I had one very recently. So it is it is the holiday season, the literally Christmas Eve. I went to the store. I was like, you know what? I'm all by myself tomorrow. I'm gonna make my own. My favorite little thing to make for myself is very trash food. I get a Velveeta, um, a box of Velveeta mac and cheese, and I get I chop up some onions, some tomatoes, some spinach, and some peppers, and I put it in with the thing with and I chop up some chicken and make Is this prison cooking? Is this prison <laughs> It's very it's what he's making college. It was so cheap. Anyway, and it's so I'm in the thing and then there's this one long line. And then this guy just cuts the line and goes to the register. And then the person in front of me, I was like two people ahead. He didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, hell no. So I was very New York. I'm like, excuse me, sir, the line is back here. What are you doing? And he was like, uh, oh, really? And he, he does that. You know what he does that thing? does that thing where people are like confused. But nigga, you know exactly what's yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. You know what the tea is. And he goes to pay anywhere. Nobody, like the cashier, just takes it. And I was like, so you can't do that. He's like, man, set up butt stuff. He called me butt. I was like, I was like, butt stuff? I was like, I was like what are you, 10 years old? He called me butt stuff? <laughs> the fuck? And then me and him have a little this argument. This is like an episode of Big Mouth. Uh, shut up, butt stuff. Literally, oh. but I was flabbergasted that this fucking mother, ooh, butt stuff. Like, what a fucking child is doing. So anyway, that was my little argument with a, with a straight man on New Year's Eve, on fucking Christmas Eve. Download the free stereo app and select Bob TDQ so you can connect with us whenever we are live. Go to www.stereo.com slash Bob TDQ to get started.